Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a successful financial services practice? Your hosts, Brad Warhurst, Jeff Coplin, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch and will share with you steps you can take to grow your business and build a world-class practice. It's time for you to get the edge. Welcome to the Financial Advisor Edge podcast. I'm Greg Gonzalez. Today, We've got a full tribe. We've got Jim, Jeff, and Brad. We're going to be discussing the all-important topic of when should you be meeting with prospects and clients? Do you meet with them at all hours on the weekends? Do you meet with them whenever? Do you go to their house? That's what we're going to be talking about on today's podcast. It's going to, we're going to get four different opinions from four different successful advisors, and I just, I'm just really, really excited to get started. Uh, Jim, I'm going, to, I'm going to start off with you. As, as far as the question comes, when do I meet with prospects? Do I meet with prospects at different times? Do I give them, you know, more of my time and, and more of my calendar than I than I do with clients? Does it depend on, you know, what, where you are in your career? What are your thoughts, Jim? Hello, Greg. I hope I hope you're doing well and thanks for having us today and hosting this. But yeah, I think um I think it does depend where you're at in your career. You feel probably a little more desperate when you're younger. So you're you're completely younger in the industry. So you're completely willing to meet with people outside of normal business hours on weekends. But um, my, my one my one thing is I personally uh, do not meet with people after five o'clock and not on the weekends. And I definitely don't go to their houses. Now I have done all of that stuff before. So it's really a chicken and egg kind of conversation in a lot of ways. Um, I think there's at some point you can roll that up, but know that if you start meeting with people at their houses on Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons, they're going to expect it in the future. And even when you've decided that, uh, you know, I make too much money to do this and I've got to hang out with my family or my wife or my girlfriend or whatever that is, you know, ultimately that, that's going to be hard to unwind. And it was it, it took a little bit of a culture shock for some people to learn it. So I, I'm really uh, I, I think you should be disciplined about it. But I do think I do think you need to you need to really understand how your practice is. The other thing is I work with pre-retirees and retirees. That's who I focus on. If I was working with thirty uh, something Henrys uh, or somebody that was uh, younger, I, I think you're going to have to have unusual business hours to accommodate them. Okay, that, that's a good point. That the demographic of of your your client, it, your client group, so to speak. Yeah. Brad, you know, and, and uh, the four of us, we know an advisor who's you know probably between sixty and seventy five. Uh, he's probably in his seventies by this point. He still drives to people's houses. He'll meet with them at seven thirty on a Tuesday night and says, you know, hey, just whenever you want me, I'll be there. Brad, it, it, from a from a professional uh, point of view, what, what do you what do you think about that? I don't know. I don't know what I think about that, Greg. I started out. <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not for me at that age. Um, but my story is is the same as Jim's. You know, when I was younger and starting out, I just felt like I had to do what I had to do in order to get the appointment. And um, realized over time that that's a tremendous waste of time. You know, if you have, ironically, I have one of these appointments this afternoon. 
Um, <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's a 45 to 50 minute drive. So, I mean, it's pretty much half with, with some buffer zone. It's pretty much half my day just to see one client, but this is a special circumstance where there was a, you know, there's a death in the family. So I'm, I, I don't want to say that I never do it. You know, if there's a, if there's a, a good reason for it, I'll certainly, I'll certainly bend the rules and go after hours, not so much weekends. Weekends are, uh, I don't know what would have to happen in order to meet on a weekend, but it's, it's significant. Um, but yeah, I, I think the biggest problem with going to prospects is, uh, is the time waste. Yeah. Or, or clients, you know, yeah. when you start to realize, you know, when you got to book an hour with them, even if it only takes the, you know, you have to assume an hour, I think. And then, you know, travel time with buffer zone for traffic, you're losing half a business day to meet with one person, which is what I'm doing today. So yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> Don't listen to me, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I just not a great use of your time, but a great point. As, I'll go back to uh, two words that I heard Jim say. He said, maybe you are early on in your career and you feel desperate. Um, and I might change that, though, to maybe you're early on in your career and you are desperate. <laughs> um, yeah. And regardless of whether you feel like it or not, you need to do what it takes to get up and running. And honestly, to think you're going to run an ivory tower business when you don't have one yet is also a little naive, in my opinion. So um, the, the thing I have learned, and it's it took me way too long to figure this out, but um, regardless of the fact that we like to think clients don't listen to us, if you choose your words carefully, oftentimes they actually do believe it or not. Um, and so just at least start setting expectations, you know, so if you are early on in your career and you're saying, uh, you know, yes, I will meet with you at 7.30 p.m. in your apartment. Um, then when you get there, you say, I'm so glad I'm able to make this work right now because I'm not sure that I'll be able to in the future. And so they'll hear that and they'll you'll actually use that opportunity to make them feel special um, and then also set the expectation that this is a temporary situation. <laughs> um, but again, if you're early on in your career, you ought to be willing to do what it takes to make that work. Um, but then the other thought that I had is, um, uh, like I think Jim said too, the, the Henry people, which is kind of my one of my target audiences, um, be prepared just to offer alternatives. So it's just good relationship management. Like, don't say no, offer alternatives. So no, I don't meet with clients after five. Okay, so then what? So you know, an easy alternative to that is say, well, for those people that have uh, more restrictive schedules, I actually do meetings over the noon hour. Um, and oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, and that's why I'm doing video calls over the noon hour now. Oh, I didn't think about that. So just you know, some of this is just good relationship management. And uh, rather than uh, being so strict in your way you work with people, just offer them good alternatives uh, that they might have not have even thought about. And that, that can often, oftentimes bridge this, uh, this issue early on, especially. Uh, I'm going to throw this question out and, and then whoever, whoever uh, wants to jump on it, feel free. But is, the, is there a point in your career, like, you know, assets under management or a, a point in your career when you say, okay, I'm done with Saturday appointments. I'm done with, you know, 6 p.m. appointments, that kind of thing. And at what point in time is that? And I know it's probably different for all of us, um, but but what are your thoughts? The point in time is when you when you realize that if that person's not going to do business with you because you can't drive to their house at 7 p.m. and you're okay with it. If that's if that's the result and you're okay with it, then that's the time. That's good. 
that's good. Yeah, I think I agree with Brad. I think it's just that you don't know exactly when it is. I don't think there's a certain dollar amount there, but there's there is a point where you just say, you know what, it's just not worth it. Or or you you've you have enough income coming in where just meeting at six o'clock is no more fun and it feels like a burden rather than an opportunity. And we all we've all been there before where we're like, why am I meeting with this person at four o'clock on a Friday when I should be on my boat or with my family or, you know, in Brad's case, trying to catch a fish? You know, all of these things that are out there, you, you eventually get to the point if you run a successful practice where you don't do it. Um, I remember I went back, I went to a conference and I, I uh, these people got on stage and they they talked about they cut out evening appointments and weekend appointments. And I thought, oh, I could never do that. I just could not do that. And then I went back over my calendar over the course of a year and looked at everybody I met with after five o'clock and on a weekend and then counted up the revenue I generated from that. And I cut them out the next day. It just all of a sudden I'm not I'm not there, there is no more after five o'clock appointments for me, but it was not at first. That's for sure. I think Jeff made a really good point before. Like you, you know, when you're starting out, you're not running an ivory tower business. You've got, you've got to put the time in to get there. I, I like Jeff's th- that's, that's such, okay. I've had a point in, I've got, had some changes in my life where I'm no longer, you know, it's, it's really changed my schedule, whether, you know, you can use the excuse for your children. Hey, I've got, you know, we're, we've got more baseball games and softball games, and that's just not something my family, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice anymore. You know, now that my kids are older, I mean, there could be other life changes. I don't have kids, but, but the three of you do. So, uh, I'm just <laughs> trying to think out loud here. Um, but, uh, that that's a, a really interesting point about that that Brad that Brad brought up that and I never I guess I never thought of that is you know if you're willing to sacrifice not getting someone's business meeting them after hours at seven thirty and oftentimes I, I've had people the people oh you know our schedule's so busy offering an alternative like over the noon hour I mean you're you're kind of saying hey I, you don't feel like such a salesman anymore when you're saying okay if you know these are these are the hours I operate. I'm trying to work with you here. How about the noon hour? And and it's amazing sometimes uh, what they come back with. Yeah, I can make that work, you know, or Brad, I have a few teachers as clients, not that, and I know that the majority of your clients are teachers, but what I do for them is they're off every Martin Luther King day. They're off, you know, all the Memorial days, you know, veterans days, all that kind of stuff, labor day. They all want to, I mean, my schedule, all those teachers every single year, they know, Hey, we're meeting with Greg on MLK day because they don't want to take off, but that's another idea. Yeah. I haven't had an MLK day off in 10 years. That's a popular day. You have a lot of clients (laughs) that are still working. Yeah. Yeah. So so I always wonder as I'm going into the office by myself, I'm like, why is it like this? And then I realized I did it to myself, but. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's amazing. I've got four clients that are teachers and it's, they can, they kind of say, okay, we'll see you next year. MLK day. And that's just kind of, Hey, they know they don't have to take off work. They'll be off work anyway. And I think uh, that's a good accommodation for people that if you got people used to nights or weekends at the start of your career, I, I think that those types of holidays are good. Uh, compromises at least to ease people into normal business hours because i don't you know black friday like it's easy for me to not go sale shopping which i don't want to do anyway so it can be a it can be the bright side is now an excuse to not go black black friday shopping there you go there you go yeah i i I work those holidays all the time and i don't 
really see it as a sacrifice even. Yeah, it, yeah. I think part of what we're talking about here, and I know we're going to do this in the future, is talk about goal setting. And I think if you were to look at a, a list of goals, the very few advisors that have taken the time to write down their goals, um, what are those goals? Uh, make this many dollars per year, uh, have this many clients. Uh, it's all about increasing and getting more of anything and everything. Those are their goals. Um, I would guess very few of them have written their goal down as to when they will cut back on their odd hour scheduling. Um, so if I were to make a suggestion, number one, have written goals that you update probably once per year, look at more often than that, ideally once per week or once per day. Um, but then they should have pretty good parameters around, okay, well, these are things I'm doing right now that I wish I didn't have to do. Here's when I will feel like I don't have to do them anymore. And have that as an ongoing goal for yourself that says, when I am earning X number of dollars per year, I will cut back from four nights, weeknights per week to three and then two and then one and then zero. Um, and then, of course, the end game in our industry is to not even necessarily work five days a week anymore. So what is your measurable goal as to when you not only will not work nights and uh, weekends and holidays, but when will you not work business days, which we haven't even talked about here so far? Right. Jeff, I, I love that as, as far as a goal perspective, when someone says, oh, I've got, yeah, I've got business goals for this next year, right away they start shooting off. I want to have X amount of new clients. I want to have X amount of uh, new assets under management, X amount of revenues. But they're not talking about the goals that you just mentioned, which I, I think as far as having a, a business that just doesn't make you miserable uh, and makes you actually enjoyable, the goals that you mentioned, you know, hey, I'm not going to work Saturdays anymore. My business hours are now this. I'm not going to work with these types of people. I had, I don't do Saturdays anymore. Just, I had a, I had a terrible Saturday appointment where the guy, he just took up like two and a half hours of my time. He had no interest and, and maybe I didn't qualify him, you know, well enough on, on the phone call before, but I, I, I sat with this guy on a Saturday afternoon and I finally put my pen down and, you know, and, and said, you know, enough is enough. I think I've, I've spent enough time here. But I, after that meeting was over, I just thought, you know, I, I sacrificed an entire Saturday. And, and, and I guess I'm going back to Brad's point. I didn't really need the guy's business anymore. You know, I was at the point where I didn't really care if I had the guy's business at all. So, no. man. Greg, Greg, I was in I think we met with the same client on, on a Saturday because I, I this guy, <laughs> this, this couple shows up and they bring their dog in and the dog's like licking my I mean, they're in my office bringing their dog into my office. It was. And I thought to myself, why am I doing this? Why did I wake up and put a nice shirt on and yep. pants on and do this? It's just ridiculous. And Jeff, I love your comment about quality of life goals. Uh, you know, for in my practice, I don't meet with clients on Wednesdays or Fridays now. So I try to condense everything into Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. From a, And it gets busy on those days. But on a Wednesday, I can... Go go hang out with my kids, or go fishing, or or work on the business. And that quality of life goal is just as important as adding new assets. Because, I mean, not in the beginning, right? Like at the beginning, you got to sell out. You got to embrace the grind if you want to build a big practice. Look, if you want to be, uh, I, I'm, if you want to build like a lifestyle practice with thirty million dollars, and uh, you know that's your kind of goal, then fine, you do whatever you want to do. But if you want to build a business, you're gonna have to sell out in the beginning. But at some point. It's really nice to be able to put your feet up a little bit and take a breather 
And you need those buffer days where you work on the business, not in the business, but on the business. Those are really important. And you got to clear your head because it's hard to it's hard to see the forest through the trees when you're just appointment after appointment, day after day, month after month. Yeah. Jeff and Brad, do you have any buffer days? So so Jim just mentioned uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. Is that right, Jim? That, that those yes. are your buffer days. Uh, mine, Mondays and Fridays are kind of my buffer days. Uh, what about Jim and Jeff? I'm sorry, Jeff and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Brad. I do. Um, I Depending on the time of the year, I either have, I, I tell my assistant, uh, either we can book two days a week or three days a week, depending on time of year with clients. So once there's, you know, say this time of year is, is moving to two days because this isn't my busy time of year. But, you know, once my, once my week has two, two days with client appointments, fill those up and that's it for that week. And then on to the next week. So once, you know, once school starts back up, it'll be three once, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, have appointments on them. I'll, and I do tell her, I'm like, I'll come, I'll come to the office at eight 30 at night, but don't schedule me on one of the other two days at all. You know, those are admin days. Those are buffer days. Those are whatever. So yeah, I do the same, but they're floating. They're not the same every week. And when, when Brad, for the listeners the, 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 um, that, that aren't familiar with Brad and his practice, he, he deals with a lot of teachers, a lot of educators. So when he talks about his busy months, it's the summer months when, when the teachers are all, are all available, they're ready to meet with them. A lot of teachers probably are retiring like the June, July. That's when they have to turn in their papers. So I would imagine Brad is extremely busy during that time. Yep. So, yeah, and just to, to speak to that, I candidly, this is something I'm struggling with a little bit right now because over the last couple of years, I've been adjusting my uh, 12 month calendar um, to focus on the school year months, um, that being September through May. Um, and so, in my climate here, summer is at a premium uh, from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And um, one of the things I have come to realize is clients will tend to meet when you proactively contact them and ask them to meet. Yeah. Uh, clients, of course, we're not talking about prospective clients, but talking about managing a clientele. Um, and what I realized is many of them were equally wanting to do other things during the summer, <laughs> such as spend time at the lake or on their boat or whatever it is we do here during the summer months. Um, and so them meeting with me was as much of an inconvenience to them as it was to me. <laughs> um, and so, the, of course, the challenge is now I'm compressing 12 months into nine months, um, which means we're uh, I don't have as much buffer time as I would like. Um, but then during the summer months, I expect me to be bothering my clientele a lot less uh, when they're spending time the way they want to spend. And I'd say all that ties into a key point I'd make. Um, hopefully all of us care about our clients and are doing what we do for what's best for them. Um, and so always be thinking about that. You know, it, it kind of, if you rethink some of these things, be sure you're always thinking through, well, how does this benefit my client and why does this make me do a better job for them? And, uh, again, I, I have learned that, um, in, in my climate, the, those months are very important. So I'm respecting that and taking advantage of it at the same time. If you're talking about going to somebody's, um, you know, house at 10 o'clock at night or whatever it is, uh, nine times out of 10, somebody's going to be distracted and not able to focus very well. Uh, half of the time, you're not going to have what you need 
at your fingertips. Those are all good reasons not to be meeting with people at their house. Or by the way, the other thing we haven't talked about is the coffee shop. Um, I don't do coffee shops. Oh, no. Because I don't want some joker at the table behind us listening to everything we're talking about. Um, and I would tell somebody that if they said they wanted to meet at a coffee shop. So always my point would be reframe these things into, uh, of course, we want these things to benefit us, but then how do they benefit the client as well? Yeah. A funny story about that, Jeff. Uh, I had um, I had a prospect that came in and said, you know, we've met with a couple other people and and those other advisors came to our house like at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night or six o'clock on a, on a Wednesday night. And they said, the problem with that is, is we have big dogs. So we have these great Danes and they have like, one's a Rottweiler. They've got all these huge dogs. They have like four or five dogs. They don't have any children. And they said, this guy, when he came in the door was, I mean, these, <laughs> the uh, great Dane is just like jumping all over him. And like the entire time their dogs were going wild because there's a stranger in the house and you got four of these humongous dogs that are, and they said, it was just so distracting. It was just a nightmare. And they said, it's nice to be able to come to your office. It, she goes, and you even have an office. These other two acted like they didn't have an office and it's very calm here. You've got the water fountain going and it's just, this is what we want. So uh, yeah, it was, I thought the story was just absolutely hilarious. So I can, I can appreciate that. I feel like I've been there. I don't know why, but I, I've been in that position early on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's the argument of, oh, people are more comfortable in their own home, this and that. But, um, but yeah, there, there are the advantages and certainly the disadvantages of that. Um, uh, Brad, do you, do you have it? You, you mentioned your calendar, which, so you set the expectations with your assistant saying, Hey, this is kind of how I want my calendar to look. And I'm sure you would, you know, if she, if she booked an 8 PM appointment and then the next day you had to come in for an 8 AM, I know that probably wouldn't work for you. Uh, but, but the thing I've meant you've mentioned before in this business is we kind of set our own hours, which right. is so beautiful. If you want to start working at 10 AM, that's fine in this business, right? That is when I start. <laughs> See? <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with the 8 p.m. so much as the 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I, I just, my, my brain just doesn't almost turn on. And I know we're recording a little early this morning, um, but uh, but yeah, it almost doesn't turn on. I'm, I'm not in like full force until, until like 10 a.m. That's when, when I do my best work. And maybe you have to kind of, you know, all advisors have to kind of look and say, you know, I, maybe you're a late night person, or maybe you go to bed really early. When do you do your, you know, your best work? There's some advisors that like, you know, when I was in an office full of advisors, they start, they would, they would get there at like 7am, like in the winter, the sun wouldn't even be up. And these guys are in the office. And I, and I'm thinking like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what is so, what do you get accomplished? So, so, so what I would, you know, encourage the listeners and maybe we get into some, some action steps, some action items for people. What I would encourage to people to do is to think about when you're most effective during the day. And I know if I started working at 7am for the first two hours, I really wouldn't be effective at all. Um, so, so let's start talking. I'll start with Jim. What are some action items that, that people can kind of take away from this whole conversation? Yeah, I think be deliberate in, uh, in how you build your business and, and really set clear expectations with your clients. And um, it, it was striking to me what Jeff said earlier about uh, if you're going to meet somebody in the evenings at their house uh, early on in your career, so be it. We've all got to build a business, but set the expectation that it's special and it's probably not going to continue 
forever. Because at some point you're going to transition. If you do it right, you're going to build a successful business and you're going to need to meet with people in your office's scheduled times. So set those expectations early, but don't, don't listen to the talking heads that say that you should never meet with anybody outside of normal business hours. Until your business is built, it's a grind. You've got to fight for every scrap and go after it, but set that expectation early so you can pivot later. Love it. Love it. Jeff, you're next. Yeah. Just always be honest with your people. Um, und, you know, think as I've said a few times now in a few different ways, think about why you do what you do and about why it's best for you, which makes it best for them. Um, and develop a philosophy, which applies to a lot of things and a rationale and a sense of who you are and why you are what you are. Um, and then just be honest with people and figure out how to clearly communicate with them. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And, and, and Jeff's really you know, setting the, the expectations with people and communicating it on a normal, genuine level. I, I think people really respect that and react well to that. So I, I've, t- I've learned that a lot from Jeff. So uh, Brad, you're next. You know, I think the takeaway here is to um, is to treat your business like a like a living thing, like a dynamic living thing. Um, I, I what I'm kind of getting out of our conversation here is, uh, you know, doing the after hours and the the evenings and weekends thing early on is maybe not such a bad thing. Um, but I think we've all experienced as our careers progress that we've had to make changes to the way we approach things, and I think that's going to apply to a lot of the th- the ways you run your business. Um, and maybe for any of the younger people listening, keep that in mind. Whenever you listen to to advice, um, not all of it's applicable to where you are in your career. But don't don't be afraid to lot to file it away and, and reference it later, because it, things are going to change, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I I would uh, because probably our our audience, the the people listening, the financial advisors that are listening, they're at different points in their career. So if maybe I'm just imagining myself, I've only been in this business, you know, 10, 11 years. But when I was starting out, yeah, we had a radio show. I, I what worked for me was it was Saturdays at two o'clock. I would have people show up to the radio station saying, "Hey, this is already ruining my Saturday." You know, recording this this show, you know, from from two to three. Meet me at three o five. I'll just meet with you for forty five minutes, and, um, and and the guy, uh, the advisor, was co hosting, uh, and that's kind of how we did appointments on Saturdays. Again. You, you, um, would I do that today? Absolutely not. I would pre-record all those radio shows, but that's what we did back then. So yeah, I did Saturday morning appointments. Those those were effective. And I didn't do Saturday morning at 8 a.m., Brad. I did Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Or, or noon or something like that. So yeah. I know a lot of the baby boomers are kind of the, the early birds. You know, they want to get up at six o'clock, have coffee and, you know, come in for a 7 a.m. meeting. It's just not happening. For, that's That's not how I operate. So I hope this episode of the Financial Advisors Edge podcast has been helpful. If you liked it, give us a five-star review. We're going to have episode after episode full of great content that you can check out and learn from four different successful advisors that have different backgrounds. They didn't get a business that was handed off from, from their uncle or their father or anything like that. All four of us have built businesses from the ground up. Check out our website, financialadvisoredgepodcast.com. Is that right, Jim? That is it. So I I think everybody needs to go there right now. And uh, I don't know what's on the website right now, but go there. Okay. It'd be awesome. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. So we'll see you next time for the next episode of the Financial Advisor Edge podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week. Thank you.